The ABC's Word Wizard, the Lord of Language. A word in your ear with Professor Raleigh Sussex. Yes, it's that time of the day, isn't it? That time of the week when Rolly Sussex, OAM, Emeritus Professor from the School of Languages and Cultures at the University of Queensland, joins you to talk about words, language and linguistics. one three hundred triple two six twelve is the telephone number you can call. That's one three hundred triple two six twelve. And this afternoon, Rolly wants to ask you about the uh, words you use to describe your loved one, Z. Um, I think my husband calls me Babo, and I don't know. Well, I don't know if I always love Babo, but that's that's definitely a term I associate with him. And I'm trying to think of the word that I use to describe him most often in an affectionate way. Well, you're probably someone who notices in American television programs the open affection of Americans. I'm speaking in very general terms, but this fits a theory that you're developing, Professor Rolly Sussex, that uh, maybe Americans have a larger vocabulary of endearing terms than we do. Hello. Hello there. Well, I think they've developed a whole series of things called saccharine terms based on sugar and sweet. Um, So things like baby cakes and buttercup and cupcake uh, and honey and hun uh, and uh, my sweet, uh, my sweet darling, uh, and uh, sugar, do these do it for you, sweetie and sweetheart and sweetness? Um, not mm. not especially. I'm just thinking, yeah. I mean, yeah, I get babe or babo from my guy. And I, don't re- I don't really mind that. I get, um, I call my, my little girl has a couple of pet names. And we're talking about just the person who is your romantic partner, Rolly? Or are we talking about terms of endearment for you know, children and, and other members of the family and friends as it well? It could be a bit wider. I, I was originally thinking about your romantic partner. And by the way, we need to talk about whether romance and marriage are necessary hooked up because until about 1800, they were not. Uh, and that's a, another story entirely. Um, but I, I've been called things like darling and dear and love and dearest in shops in the UK... Uh, with people I've never, ever seen before and I'm never going to see again. Um, On the other hand, there are some recent ones like Boif and Bay, B-A-E. Oh, yeah. Uh, And Boo. Both of those American. My Boo. Oh, yes. You've heard that. Thank you. Yeah, like Bo, but not, but it's Boo. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, you you had this funny boo-bar thing on before. Mm. Sometimes people get very embarrassed when their private names are uttered in public because this is a kind of, of code between them and their loved one. Oh. And it's something that you need to keep away from the public eye. Otherwise, you can find yourself uh, subject to a fair bit of ridicule. I guess the other thing less, to yeah. keep in mind is that if you do have a special name for a special someone, then you can't yes. really go ahead and use that name for anyone else, can you, Roland? Oh, no, absolutely not. Mm. Uh, because uh, th- there is a, a kind of an exclusive relationship. Um, and, and there are all sorts of ways in which these words, some of them are, are really quite... Um, Private people get a little bit embarrassed about them. Huh. Uh, and, you know, not so long ago, as I said, the uh, marriages were really uh, organised by the families for the good of the society, uh, family alliances, money, uh, children, continuation of the race and so on. And romance was thought to be, well, the ancient Greeks thought that love being lovesick was a type of insanity. 
Oh dear, how inconvenient for the Greeks. Um, but I think let's talk about the language of love and the terms of endearment yes, that yes. you use because I have such fond memories. My nan would call me and only me her sweetheart. She had a little pet name for everyone in the family. My sister was Twinkle Toes. My cousin was um, Princess. But I got sweetheart. And as a result, whenever I've heard that term of endearment, I think immediately of my Lovely. nan. Uh, Rolly, would you care to reveal any of the terms of endearment that you use or that have been applied to you? I was called Profi when I was at school because my dad was a professor and I was a bit of a nerd. Um, and so that was one which I never managed to live down, even though I played lots of sport and tried to be to behave like the other boys. But was that a nickname or, or was that a, na- a term of endearment people described in a friendly, loving way? I mean, that's what we're talking about this afternoon, aren't we? Not just nicknames. Yes. Well, I was also called Roly Pudding by my parents because my... No, Roly Poly Pudding and Pie. And my name is Roly. So I wasn't too keen about that. Oh, because, okay. Terrible, terrible. Uh, How dare they? Boy. Well, again, but, you know, people do this in public and once they've done it in public and once it's out, others will grab onto it and use it to embarrass you in public places. Oh, well, we can't have any of that. Let's collect some of your lovely terms of endearment this afternoon and share the love, why don't you, on one three hundred triple two six twelve. I want to start in Wilston with Mark. Hello, Mark. What's your term of endearment? Hello, Kat, and hello, Prof. How are you? Well, thank you, sir. That's good. Uh, so my lovely partner, Melissa, and I have uh, beautiful names for each other. My one for her is gorgeousness. Oh, I love that. Gorgeousness. Gorgeousness. Yeah. Yep, yep. Gorgeousness. Yep. And how did that, do you know how that, that pop in your head one day or was it something you consciously decided to, to use well, as a term for her? It just popped in my head one day. Yeah. And she calls me cuteness. Oh, that's adorable. You got and two Ness her, ones in each yeah. 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 <laughs> and then uh, my other name for her is Lissa Licious. Li- li- come again, Mark? Lissa Licious. Her name's Melissa. Oh, I see. So her last part of her name is Lissa. And then I've added delicious onto it. So it's Lisa Licious. Oh, now that's very clever. That's very good. And I mean, I do like the personalised touch there, Rolly. Is that very common where you take a a sort of a personal aspect of someone's name and you you make it even cuter or or more endearing with a suffix? I think it's a bit special, actually. Mm. Because, you know, if you're using one of these ready-made things like cupcake or whatever, there's, there's no creativity, no originality, nothing particularly personal about it. And there will be hundreds of thousands of other cupcakes on the east coast of America. So it doesn't actually indicate any particular care on the part of the person using it. But Mark and Melissa, I think of, you know, gorgeousness. Right? It's, a, it's a, not a, a regular word in English, but it, it implies that I think so specially about you that I'm going to create a, a particular word and use that, and it's going to be yours and yours alone. I love that. Yeah. And that, that's really nice. Okay. Well done. That's full marks uh, from Rolly Mark at Wilston. Well done. Congratulations. Um, and I just wonder, do you ever get, uh, you know, because often you get marky or like people will try and cuten up a name just by making it a, a little softer? Do you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get, yeah, I've had Marky in the past. People have called me that, but yeah. some friends called me, and actually Melissa also calls me uh, Marcus. Yeah. So okay. sort of softens it, maybe. I don't know. Mm. But yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. Thank Play, you. Playing Thank with you. people's names is good games, you know, and uh, the fact that you think the person is worth doing that for is, again, a bit of a compliment. Yeah.
All right. Uh, to Gordon Park now and Linda. Hello, Linda. What's your term of Hi. endearment? Hi. Um, we share the same name and that's Darlink. Darlink. <laughs> Darlink. Darlink. I love it. With the K. Yes, is that from um, a TV show? What's that from? It is, yeah, it's come from Green Acres and, oh. you know, the characters oh. Oliver and Lisa, mm. Eddie mm. Albert and uh, Eva Gabor. And yeah, I suppose it's when we go camping. Yes. I'm always known as the one dressed better, always got to have the makeup on. <laughs> like darling. So it's always, yes, darling. Oh. Thank you, darling. I love it. I love it. I'm just thinking now you've met, reminded me of Absolutely uh, Fabulous, which was one of my favourite TV shows. And between my mum and I, we both loved that show. So we're darling, sweetie, darling, sweetie. But, you know, indirect <laughs> reference to that show. Indeed, yeah. indeed. No, yeah. it's always lovely having your own little names. I think so. I think so, Rolly. I mean, what about that? Because if we're try, trying to express our uh, fondness of someone, finding a shared uh, cultural reference as part of your terms of endearment, that, that also would add a, a, a greater degree of, of, um, of affection, wouldn't it? I reckon so. And also intimacy. Mm. Uh, because this is something that you've dreamed up. And, and you know, one like Darlink, which you use in both directions, a bit less, u- uh, less usual that. And the K on the end is normally only found in something and anything, and it comes from the east end of London. But Darlink, you know, it does sound like Ab Fab, doesn't it? Um, but the fact that you actually access these things and then use it as a particular way of addressing someone, I, I think it, again, shows something special. And it's, it's something which you would only use about that person. You wouldn't use mm. about anyone else. 25 minutes past two on ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland. I'm Kat and Professor Rolly Sussex is here. He'd like you to add your terms of endearment to his ever-expanding vocabulary, please. Uh, so what words do you do, use to describe someone who means a lot to you, someone you love? And Rolly, before we catch up with Warren at Toowoomba, I wanted to return to something you said earlier which was that um, in shops or at the shops, you've been referred to as darling or lovey by perfect strangers. Yeah. Uh, do we run a risk when we use terms of endearment with people that are not dear to us? I think so. First of all, you can be thought to being a bit presumptuous and, and you know, overstepping the mark before the time is right to start using those things. And remember, the the condition for these is that you must know the person really, really well and have a lot of shared private experiences with them before you can start doing this. So there's that. But I think in England, it just was a habit that you, you used these terms of endearment. Uh, and um, and they, they were just, a, if you didn't use them, it sounded as if the person in the shop was being a bit standoffish, actually. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking now, and I've got a friend um, who comes from the UK, and it's all darling, lovey, darling, and that's just sort of part of, sort of almost like punctuation, Rolly. That's right, yeah, it's, it's not really so important. Okay. Now, I, I, if I may offer you something completely different. Yes, please. This is middle of the 19th century. It's a model letter from a gentleman to a lady disclosing his passion. And this is how a man was meant to express himself when showing a lady or telling a lady that he really felt rather special. Long way from Darling. Madam, those only who have suffered them can tell the unhappy moments of hesitating uncertainty which attend the formation of a resolution to declare the sentiments of affection. I, who have felt their greatest and most acute torments, could not, previous to my experience, have formed the remotest idea of their severity. 
Every one of these qualities in you which claim my admiration increased my diffidence by showing the great risk I run in venturing, perhaps before my affectionate assiduities have made the desired impression on your mind, to make a declaration of the ardent passion I have long since felt for you. Does that do it for you, Kath? Well, I should seek a harmonisation of the aforementioned <laughs> desire and declarations of love and passion, Rolly, and we'll see about it. But I might have to GTGBRB because it's a bit too much for me, LOL. I mean, our terms yeah. of endearment these days have been abbreviated through text messaging and internet too, haven't they? They have. They have a lot, yes. And boyfriend, babe along there. Interestingly, by the way, boyf is the woman referring to a male. Bay can be someone of either gender. But I don't think there's a particular word, for, unless you say my baby or something, for a man referring to a woman who boo. got a particular relationship. It's boo. boo maybe, yes. Yeah, yeah my yeah. boo. There are songs about my it. Uh, yeah. Warren's in Toowoomba. Hi, Warren. What's your term of endearment? Warren? Hello, Warren. All right, we'll see if we can get Warren back. Meantime, uh, we have... Oh, Kerry at Sunrise Beach. Hi, Kerry. <laughs> Hello again. Hello again. Hello, hello. How'd the drink yes. go? You've refreshed yourself. Yeah, yes, good. It, it, yeah, it was really nice and now I'm on glass two out of the can. Okay, the first thing, that, oh my God, um, in today's lingo, Rolly could be pro-row. Pro-row. Oh, you could be, Rolly. How would you feel if I started calling you pro-row, Sussex? I think I would probably run behind the nearest tree. <laughs> well, there you go. There's that. There's that, Kerry. And have you, Kerry, have you got a term of endearment, the, the word that you favour to describe someone you love? I've just recently reconnected with a, someone I went out with 32 years ago, right? And, um, and... They all seemed really corny and like mm. dumb ass. Sorry, and um, so um, I started calling him. I plagiarised first and held the third, and I called him Lovey. Lovey. Now that's a term that we hear a lot of. Lovey, darling. Lovey, Rolly. Is there any story with Lovey there? Yes, it goes back. I think about nineteen twenties. Also, Lovey Dovey, by the way. Um, but again, these are rather, you know, they show a degree of intimacy between the people. And it's a very, very nice way of showing it. Um, there were, in days gone by, when you were walking out with a young lady, you know, you, you might have been the beau if you were a man, a man, or she might have been your lady friend. And you had a paramour or a suitor or an admirer, possibly even a steady flame. But these things already are extraordinarily dated, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't use them at all nowadays. Oh, maybe they vintage comebacks. So, yeah, I'm sure all that well, is old comes new again, doesn't it, Rolly? Don't we, don't we always bring back what's been before? Yeah, well, but then there's also words like canoodle. Does anyone canoodle these days? Oh, I wouldn't mind a canoodle. I love a canoodle. No. I can canoodle. Yeah, Noodles well, the cows I... come home. Um, okay, let's uh, let's uh, Kevin at Manly on ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland, where it's half past two. I'm Cat and Professor Rolly Sussex is here. We're we're talking terms of endearment. Kevin at Manly writes, "Hi, Cat and Rolly. I don't like describing my love of ten years as partner. So instead, I use the term my special lady, my beloved, or if I'm lazy, wife. Even though we aren't married, Kevin." 
Thank you, Kevin. And that touches a bit on what you were alluding to earlier, Rolly, that the um, evolution of relationship also lends itself to the evolution of language used in relationship, doesn't it? Very much so. And it's one of the ways in which other people who are often quite, you know, quite unready to experiment with language suddenly find themselves getting poetic. Special Lady, of course, is going the, the opposite direction from Darlink. This is, this is using ordinary words of language in a very targeted way to give the person a feeling that they are really special. And again, it's, a diff- it's the same, same um, intention, but a different technique. And it's rather nice. I think it's I like rather it. nice. It's rather nice. Uh, we might come to Lyon uh, in Rockhampton uh, to that end because your term of endearment is also rather nice, Lyon, I think. Hello. Oh, hi. Uh, yeah, I have I have three different types. One is um, to my friends, my darling girls, um, although they're adult women mm. and we've known each other for a long time. And the other one is my darling boy. Um, so it could be any friend of mine that I've known for a while and, and because boys and girls are not, you know, they're adults, so mm-hmm. they don't get mm. called that. The other one, my daughter is Bubba. Oh. And that's, a, yeah, Bubba, and she's 40. And my <laughs> son, I'm ashamed to say, is... Um, what we used to call his name was is Matthew David, and when he was three, we'd ask his name, and he'd say Matthew David. And so he's thirty eight now, and we still call him that. Adorable, I love that. But <laughs> don't you find there's something about oh, I don't know the love you feel for a child, or or the affection that is brought out in us for for small little children and people. I think it's a sort of a natural instinct towards pr- protection yeah. and yeah. affection, and that kind of then builds into the language, doesn't it, Rolly? You know, we were talking about Mark earlier, how Mark can easily become Marquee. Yes. And we seem to have a tendency to to favour baby names. If I, I mean, you'll have the better language yeah. for it than I, but, but what, what is that? Is that common okay. to every culture and language? They're called diminutives, um, and they really relate originally to things like ducky, which is a little duck, and that's the way children talk. In Australia, I've actually got a, a list of 6,137 of these as of this morning. Um, you know, things like Rocky and, and Bundy and so on. But the thing which with names is that uh, once you attach them to a person, they tend to stick. When I was little, I was the first grandchild, and I couldn't say grandfather, and so I said Bapa. And so my granddad became Bapa to all the other kids in the family. And he'd acquired a brand new name, which, which I think was a sort of, uh, in my case, it was, it was uh, I think, inability to pronounce, but everyone else picked it up and, and it became his identifier. Huh. The other thing that's really interesting is that some of these names, you know, like Bubba, um, applied to someone when they were maybe, you know, nine months old, are still being used when they're, when they're 90. Yeah, yeah. And, and they persist. I do. I mean, I quite like it. And, uh, and just to the point that you raise of uh, the name becoming an identifier, Danielle on the text line, Rolly writes, Hi, Kat. My husband and I have always called each other Honey. And when our children were little, they thought our names were Honey. Danielle, thank you. That reminds me of uh, Lady and the Tramp with Jim Deere and Darling. Uh, oh, yes. They, they were the terms of endearment used by the married couple that, of course, Lady took to be the actual names of her owners. Um, mm. Adrian at Sunnybank writes, the funniest term of endearment I ever overheard was an elderly American woman calling her husband Chicken. Thank you, Adrian. That's <laughs> not back. Chicken. Yeah, I mean, sometimes yeah. when you when you have the word cute, Rolly, correct me if I'm wrong, but the word cute 
actually kind of means grotesque or, or sort of ugly. And we've kind of flipped it a little bit. Sometimes we find that with terms of endearment, don't we? Even we if permission do. is given, it can be okay. That's right. And again, between people in private, it's, it's probably a very nice marker of um, warm, friendly, cuddly emotion, which is, which is beautiful. The trouble is that when they get out in public places, you know, and, and calling someone of advanced years chicken sounds a bit grotesque, I'm afraid. <laughs> but, of course, it, it, a lot depends on the intention yes. and how, how kind or not kind the, the onlookers are going to be. Uh, another beautiful message coming through saying uh, the sister's name is Pitcher. Uh, and we call her Blossy, which is a shortened version of Peach Blossom. I love that. Oh, I yes. use Blossom quite a bit for my little girl. But I think I probably favour Angel Rolly, uh, yes. which could come back to bite me through adolescence. We'll see how we go with that in any case. Yes. Now, we're almost at your last word, Professor. Before we get there, let me bring in Jim from Mitchell. G'day, Jim. Oh, g'day, Kat. How are you going today? Very well, sir. Thank you. Um, what's, no worries. What's your term of endearment? My term of endearment is, I uh, called my wife, my love of my life for the last 48 years, um, fan. Fan? Like I'm your number one fan? Yeah, like a selling fan or... You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kat's version of the number one fan is much more complimentary. <laughs> Yeah. How, did that, how did that come about, Mitchell? I mean, Jim, sorry, from Mitchell. Jim, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm actually from Yapoon, but I'm oh. at Mitchell at the moment. Oh. But, uh, yeah, no, no. It, it came about because her name is Marianne. And, like, every time uh. we say, Marianne, Marianne, Marianne. And so it sort of sounds like a fan. I see. <laughs> I see. Because there's all, all kinds of uh, thoughts of, of why I refer to, it, to her as fan. Yeah, we've had that for, 40, as I say, 48 years now. So, uh, well, it seems to be yeah, working just, for you, Jim. Well, it, well, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. Carry Jim, on. If, you, if you don't use it when, when your lady is expecting it, it would sound mm-hmm. a bit rude or off-putting, wouldn't it? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So oh, yes. These things become a really, really important part of the way you communicate with each other. Yeah, it's funny. I, I mean, I'm Catherine uh, by birth, but mum just wanted Kate or Katie. And I know I'm in trouble when it goes from Kate or Katie to <laughs> Catherine. All right, uh, Jim, thank you very much. Thanks, Kat. Uh, love your show. I just said, uh, we, well, thank you for calling. You, you make it, Jim. We love your calls uh, and keep them coming. It is 25 minutes to three. My name is Kat and Professor Rolly Sussex, your Lord of Language has been having a word in your ear about terms of endearment. Have you a last word for us, Rolly? I do. It's about love, but in a slightly different way. I'm not a vegetarian because I love animals. I am vegetarian because I hate plants. (laughs) Yes, they're rather piquant, aren't they, Rolly? Uh, Um, Among other things, Thank you so very much. A pleasure and a privilege as ever, Professor Rolly Sussex. Thank you, Kat. Rolly joins you every Thursday afternoon here on ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland. Just remember, Thursdays are words days. Uh, If you can't wait until next week for more wordplay with Rolly, then do consider subscribing to the podcast. It's called A Word in Your Ear, and it's available to you through the ABC Listen app. That app is a free download. Uh, You can get it at your app store. If you put it onto your smartphone, it lets you into the wonderful world of 
audio at your ABC. So Rolly's podcast is there. Many other fabulous podcasts are there. This program is there. You can listen live or you can catch up later. And don't forget, you can also listen to ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland through your television. Just flick to Channel 25. On your radio and online. At home or on the road. This is ABC Radio.